Welcome everybody to the Rev Match Podcast, the automotive podcast where the EPA is coming for you. Fuck your car. <laughs> Put it in the garage. You're never going to get to drive it again. Just kidding. Uh, but we did uh, get some really interesting news. Um, all of the CB bros and a lot of guys who use Cobb that aren't Subarus. And we have uh, somebody here to talk to us about it. Travis from Snail Performance in Auburn, California has been gracious enough to join us and answer some of our questions about what do we do from here? What's the future look like for tuning on the Cobb, Cobb platform? And um, yeah, just, you know, what this, what effect this has on the industry and our community specifically um, at, as a whole, right? Because this is kind of... The first nail in the coffin, I think, for a lot of us, right? To kind of what we're looking for um, going forward. But, yeah, so Travis, no video, all good. Um, Like I said, he runs Snail Performance in Auburn. If you're part of the Subaru community in NorCal or even in SoCal or even in the general region, because I know you guys get people from Nevada and all types of stuff, right? Nevada. We've got guys coming down from Washington, Oregon. One guy shipped his car over from Hawaii. It was crazy. Yo. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the guy, the guy, he calls. He's like, yeah, I'm shipping my car over from Hawaii, and we're like, oh well, that's maximum effort. And then come to find out, he was a military dude. He had to ship it over anyway. So I was like, well, uh, it's coming to us. But it was still funny from the from the get go. So yeah, hell yeah, that's super super funny. What's it's int- well, like Mike's. You tuned Mike's car. You tuned my car. You actually tuned my buddy's Raptor. Don't know if you know. So like he sent me a message today and he had like half the truck hanging out of it. It was a few months ago. Um, so and you were obviously recommended uh, to me by Mike and all the guys who worked at Porsche when I first got up to, to NorCal before I moved out here to Texas. Um, so, yeah, really, obviously, well known in the community. You've been doing this for how long now? 17 years, 18 Holy years. I've kind of lost track. Shit. Okay. So yeah, kind of. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, a, yeah. just a little while. All right. So what I'm yeah. going to do right now is I'm going to, I'm going to go to Cobb's website and we're going to like, I'm just going to bring up project green speed and we're just going to kind of show it on the screen and we're going to talk about it. I'm not going to read the whole thing because that would be ridiculous. Um, but we can just kind of touch on a couple of things as we go through. So, um, this is, I believe, um, when was this released? This was, yeah, this was March 31st of last year. So we're looking for the new one. Um, and this was the one, yeah, April of them too. So yeah. Initial so one. Th- and then they put another one out on the, on, I think it was 422 that kind of had some more breakdown. Info. Right, right. So this is the this is the original one that kind of made everybody lose their ass, right? Um, and I think it's hilarious the way they start this, which is we are pleased to inform you <laughs> that we have now reserved eighty eight uh, California Air Resource Board Carb EOS executive orders and have many more applications working their way through Carbio process. Blah blah blah. We're one hundred percent committed to serving your needs by being the industry leader and in delivering exciting, responsible and environmentally compliant hard parts, performance packaging, and tuning solutions across all of our supported platforms. Sounds great, right? What could be wrong with that? Um, And if you read through it, um, they basically then start to list all of the things that you're no longer going to be able to do with their software on the tuner end. And this has already gone into effect, Travis, yesterday, right? Something like that? When? Yesterday we we lost it also. Yeah. Okay. So one more free day yesterday, and then today when we woke up, it was gone. 
It was gone. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So About a fourteen day um, grace period to get it done. Yeah, that was very wow. quick. It was very much like this is happening now, right? Um, so they've removed your ability to adjust or disable the following, right? Any and this is not you specific any tuner, anyone who's using Cobb tuner side platform. Yeah, because this is this is all like it's not just California. This is everywhere this is, Cobb platforms. Right. So they're they're yeah, it's every Cobb platform that's supported. Like even the guys in Australia, any anyone that if you can buy an access port for if it's supported by Cobb, these have these uh, following things that you're gonna go over have been disabled. Wow. Which is crazy because so it's this not shit just, doesn't even it's apply. It's not just California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's and that's the the craziest thing on that end to your to your point. Um, and that's something I didn't think about the first time I read this is they're doing this globally and like not a, mo a lot of countries do not give a shit about this stuff, right? Like they're, they're totally fine with doing whatever the hell it is you want. Some of them are more strict, but the fact that we're now going to use California as like the measuring stick for everything Cobb related, um, obviously makes it very restrictive when they're still issuing, you know, exhaust noise tickets on stock cars yeah. right so bone stock cars um so the following things are no longer able to be disabled uh dtcs which if you've ever had a race car professionally tuned it's not going to fit inside of a factory calibrated dtc map so it's not going to like it right so it's going to throw a cell all the time o2 sensors egt sensors three-way catalysts um which i don't know for that's catalytic converter i'm assuming right um yeah EGR systems, stratified warm-up, so that's like your your cold, hot start, cold start stuff. TGV valves, which are a big point, you know, it's a big tuning point for Subaru guys because they cause a lot of restriction and all that stuff. Secondary air injection, um, which is, is that even used anymore? Because that remind I always think of my old S13 when I think about air. It's, uh, it's used on all the newer, like 08 and plus yeah. okay. STIs and WXs. It's the air pump that runs for a split second when the car cranks up. So it, it's really funny. Every, that all the time. Completed, <laughs> but it does absolutely nothing for horsepower whatsoever. So everyone wants to remove it for cosmic. That's the best complaint. Everyone, everyone like noise in the morning for like 60 seconds and then it goes away. Yeah, it's your secondary air pump. It's me. Hey. <laughs> delete that stuff and then they don't. Uh, Guys will show up and they're like, I keep getting this air pump code. It's like, yeah, that's your barometric pressure sensor. You didn't leave that plugged in. So you're going to need that. Uh, ah, that's uh, huge. Yeah. No, I, yeah. P barometric pressure is that's the big way your fuel map constantly regulates itself. Don't turn that off. Um, <laughs> EVAP system, which is an obvious, right? This is why if you've ever not turned your gas cap all the way, It'll throw a check engine light because the UVAP system is monitoring all that shit to make sure you're not leaking fumes and all types of bullshit outside of the emission system. Um, features and tables associated with certain OEM, OBD test min max limits. Pretty sure you can figure out what that means for yourself. And uh, features slash tables associated with certain OEM, OBD test monitory entry thresholds. You don't need to know what all those words mean to know that you can't do anything to the factory uh, test parameters anymore, uh -huh. right? Um, and all they say is historically access tuner offered a lot of these capabilities. We're taking them out. Um, and that's it, right? That's effectively it as of, as of today, like Travis said, when they woke up all this shit that they've been using forever, no longer available. So, um, ex well, that's the thing. And a lot of people yeah. freaked out, right? This caused like a really, really big, 
um, debate and the, you know, the internet was all up in, um, just kind of a, it was kind of a, yeah, it was kind of a big deal. A lot of people like lost their shit and, um, for good reason. It wasn't super well communicated. I think, I think a lot of us were just left to assume that everything was completely gone and that we were kind of fucked. I was telling Travis before the show that I even spoke to one of the guys who works at Kraken Motorsports out here and he was like, you can do an intake and an OTS tune right now. That's basically all I can do for you. Um, which was crazy huh. to me. Right. <laughs> right. And I even had, um, and Travis, I don't know if you saw this, but they were kind of like doing a fire sale on flex fuel systems. And that's the biggest thing I think for a lot of guys here is that <laughs> flex fuel. Why are you raising your hand? Well, cause that we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Mike wants to share with the group, but one of the biggest things they killed, which wasn't <laughs> actually listed in those bullet points is analog flex fuel. You, that system no longer fucking works. You can no longer tune a flex fuel system with Cobb, right? You can do an E80, correct me if I'm wrong at any point, Travis, but you can do an E85 tune, right? But you cannot do a flex fuel map where the system will kind of figure itself out. Is that correct? Yeah, so it's basically going back to the old ways of tuning where you do a 91 map and then you do an E map and then you have to flash between them. Uh, so... I, I wasn't aware of like any flash sale that they had. I know that they completely removed them. Like one day they just woke up mm -hmm. and then they's like, yep, we got an email. All the cop kits are gone. We were like, oh, not cool. And we bought a bunch of them. So we have a bunch of them still at the shop, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, but we're going to find ways to use them for other things. But yeah, um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, that that's that's definitely pretty much, you know, in a nutshell, if it's we're going back to the old ways of tuning, you know, for 91 and then an e85 map uh you reflex fuel anymore you won't be able to pour in mix and match fuel you'll have to drain it pretty much to empty and then flash it to another map if you're going to run e85 back and forth like that so and i think yeah. that that's we'll like get a, get a lot of people cars not running right because they won't have the e85 mix they'll get you know a poor mix of uh, fuel yeah. and it'll be like e60 and the car won't run right yeah and potentially you can cause damage right like you can there's different octane ratings between those fuel mixes especially in a state like california right where it's like a lot of guys that have flex fuel sensors on their car you go one one station you'll get you know e80 and then you go to another station two blocks away and it's e65 right yeah, 15 percent difference in fueling right there and that, i mean that's is, huge yeah that's huge especially on an engine that says you know <clears throat> let's just right. call it cantankerous as the EJ is, especially the especially the pre nineteen ones, right? They do not like anything at all, really. So you know, very fragile, uh, delicate pieces. Yeah, <laughs> you have them. You're you're an artisan, really. You know, artisanal crafted tunes for your glass packed engine blocks. Um, <laughs> but that, but it was a huge, and that was like a huge thing that was like really nice about using Cobb is flex fuel, right? That's that's fucking. That's tight. Like, oh, I can throw any mix of any fuels um, to a certain degree. Obviously, things the car's seen before, things it's been tuned for, and it can kind of figure itself out. And I don't need to sweat. Like, if I just need to go to the grocery store and I have errands to run and I have a quarter tank E85, like, I can just go put gas in it right. and just drive the car. Right. Now right. it's like, well, do I drive it till the 85 runs out and then just like chill in a parking lot of a gas station until I drain the tank enough and then fill it up with regular fuel? Like, what do I do here? Right. So it just right. takes that that daily drivability out of it. And um, 
that was kind of a thing. And so anyway, um, this was 422. This was the second update. Um, and there was, you know, they're just like, we know everybody's freaking out, blah, 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 blah. This is what you can still do. Yes, you can still tune your car. Yes, we're still going to have, obviously, support for all. They're trying to get support for carb for, I'm sorry, for carb for all of their parts, obviously, right? Like, they want to make sure that all of their hard parts are still legal and carb compliant. And to some degree, that's genius um, because they can continue to maintain their business nationwide. The bad thing for Subi guys is you basically just took all of our meaningful power away, right? Like, all of the really big things that we do to get power out of these cars really can't cross a certain line as of right now, or at least that's how it felt for a lot of well, us. It, yeah. Well, and the point is like, you can, I think the, the hard part about what everybody's upset about is this Cobb is like such ease and access to all that stuff, right? We can go buy a little tuner box for 600 bucks and I can plug it in and tune my car Mm -hmm. for whatever maps they have available or have Travis tune it and put a map into the access port versus having to go buy some stupid ass $3,000, $4,000, ECU, right? Like that's... Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's definitely the upsetting huge. part. I think that's the upsetting part and, and this is kind of rolling back. So um, I had seen a bunch of guys on forums and stuff stating that they had bought flex fuel kits from Cobb and then prior to the discontinuation they were able to get like discounts on them right so it's like Cobb was like offloading shit and then they're like oh just kidding we don't support this shit anymore so there was like and this is the internet so take that shit with a grain of salt because I wasn't shopping personally I don't remember those. seeing any of that honestly I, yeah. I remember it was like a month ago or a month and a half ago when Cobb dropped the flex fuel line right and I the email and they were like yep Cobb flex fuel sensor kits fuel pressure sensor kits all the you know pretty much anything that was flex fuel you know has been disconnected and uh there wasn't as far as i know there wasn't any flash sale or anything on them i you know it's right. probably the internet being the internet but yeah exactly um, yeah they were talking like clash action lawsuit and all this other shit and i'm like it I mean, feels like even, a pretty even big now, hole, Cobb's already know? already turned around and said like hey if you have a kit new in the box and whatever they're gonna take it back Oh, so shit, really? They, they, That's nice. That, uh, I think, let me see. I don't know where they, they posted that, but I saw yeah, somewhere I where they actually, I don't think it's on that 22 or 422 post, but I know that there was, we got an email as dealers. Uh -huh. um, we, you know, hey, if there's cob kits that you guys sold, or even for us, like we have cob kits sitting on the shelf, you know, mm -hmm. that they're going to just taking them back. So it's not like they just completely... Yeah, they should abandon it completely, yeah. completely shit on us, you know. Yeah, and, and to kind of go back on some of the stuff you're talking about, I mean, we can still do it. It's it's not even funny. I mean, guys, a guy came in today and was like, "Well, I'm just screwed. I can't do anything to my car anymore." I was like, "Well, what are you trying to do?" I just want to make you know, mid 300 horsepower. I was like, "Well, that's easy." Yeah, and right. you can depending on the year car. So a, a lot of guys don't released that jesse downpipe oh they, they made a new downpipe that had a, a jesse cat in it okay jesse cat is converter jesse has a technically in quotations you can't see me right. um, <laughs> it, they have a 49 state legal catalytic converter 
Well, trying to work with Jesse to get it where they could have a 49 state legal uh, downpipe was for what I was kind of told from Cobb. Like, it wasn't like set in stone, but that's just something that they were trying to push for, right? Okay. Well, the big thing was is with that downpipe is you didn't have to P420 catalytic. That, that catalytic converter that came on that downpipe for pretty much 08, 14. I mean, it might even, they might have had it for the older cars too, but I know for sure 08 to 14, you didn't have to worry about suppressing the P420 code with that catalytic converter. Even some of the newer STIs, like, you know, I think 15, 16, it would work. And then once you start getting into the newer STIs, they wouldn't work. And that's why everyone was like, well, I can't buy this downpipe. It doesn't fit my year. Well, it fit, but it the emissions changed on those cars. And the range for the rear O2 sensor to check the cat changed. And then the P420 code would still come on, even with the Jazzy downpipe. Okay. So push where they were trying to get a downpipe where us as tuning the P420 code. That was the number one thing they started with. And that was, a, I don't know, a year, two years. I don't remember what it was. That was the big first step. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Like, we tuned a bunch of cars. Guys that had, had the Jesse downpipe on, we never had to turn the code off, and the car ran fine. No problem. So oh, with yeah. that being said, like, I told guys, like, look, you can still do, like, you know, intake, you know, the Cobb 20G, you know, fuel rails, lines, injectors, you know, stuff like that. I mean, all those things, like, you know, the, the Cobb Turbo Inlet, you know, I love that's what I love, you know, a little bit if you look at what Cobb is doing. I mean, all those components, besides the fuel rails and lines, which I know they're still working on, but there's technically a gray area that they're starting to working on with the fuel rails and lines with the the EO stuff, but the inlet, the turbo stuff is an EO, you know, has an EO number. So it's it's not illegal to have it on your car. Okay. So, so- this I, you know, in particular, like I told him, like we can do all these components in your car. Granted, unfortunately, I can't do a flex fuel tune. Right. With all these components on your car, and it'll put you in mid three hundred horsepower car, a little bit higher if you want to push it a little bit more. Yeah. And you, we didn't lose too too much, you know. Right. It's I mean when the flex rip fuel off I think TGVs and all this stuff, you know, you know TGV deletes and none of this deleting all the stuff. And, you know, and TGV deletes. In reality, you know, I, we'd have customers like, "Hey, will you, you would put our TGV deletes on," and like, I'd be like, "No, it's it's not really going to net you like this magical twenty horsepower that you know a lot of people believe that they would do." Right. Uh, it basically just cleaned up the engine bay, you know. You know, if if someone came and was like, "Hey, will you do TGV deletes on my car?" and that's all they want to done, I'm like, "That's a, the biggest waste of money you'll ever do in your life." Like, right. don't. That's not even worth your time. Right, three hundred bucks so. in billet parts for nothing, and a ton of labor I mean, to get it all pulled apart, and a ton of to do it. you're pulling the whole manifold apart and if anyone's taking a manifold of subaru you know that's not like a, an, an hour job you know you're, you're there for no. half a day yep you're there for half the day it, bro every every fucking everything thing has to it. come out is it that bad so yeah. i'll put it to you like this bro and um i don't even know if travis remembers uh-huh. this conversation but when i did my car so travis i have a um Everything basically everything on my car is Grim Speed, right? So it's Grim Speed, catted downpipe, Grim Speed intake, uh, boost control, solenoid, bigger fuel pump, and I sent it to Travis and Adam Tune it. And um I mean it made good power. 311 wheel horsepower, 360 wheel wheel torque for you know stock injectors, stock turbo, no E85, stock intercooler, all that other shit. I was happy with that, right? For that's nice. It, the amount of money I put into it and considering what they start at and where I came out, like, you know, it felt good. Um, 
But I fucking, dude, me and um, Dave McGee, Kyle, slammed uh-huh. an intake, a downpipe, um, the boost control solenoid, all that. We slammed that shit on my car in two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. I, remember, I remember that was there for that. Yeah. And I it was just a thrash, right? Because I did it after work one day and I just like pulled the car in the bay and just started ripping shit out, pulled the air cooler off, all this yeah. other shit, right? Um and I took it to Travis and he was like he's like, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> he's like, I wouldn't have fucking like, sit there and killed myself trying to take that shit apart. Um <laughs> you know, and I did the fuel pump on my own in my garage and motherfucked it the whole time because my stupid ass left a three-quarter tank of gas in it when I was replacing a fuel pump. <laughs> oh, you had fuel everywhere then? <laughs> oh, dude, the backseat smelled like gas for like four days. It was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and I think that was the biggest bummer for me is like Mike pulled the trigger when this whole thing came out. I'm going to drop his bomb for him. Got tuned for 85, did the whole fucking 90 yards. Has a 400-wheel horsepower STI, which is tight. Um, I was like, well, I'm not going to just go drop 12 grand right now. It's not going to do that. So my concern was like, how, how much power can I get? You know what I mean? At that point. So, cause I was, you know, I'm a big Grim Spree guy. I like those dudes. I like the products. I've been happy with them. They're made in the U S. Um, I like just companies that aren't like the mainstream company and they had like their turbos come out that I was super stoked on. Um, the, chase and the overtake and all this other shit so when this happened i was like well fuck man you know so you're saying but you're saying though like basically everything shy of e85 um is doable is doable right now it's doable you know if you i mean your car i mean with the it will depend if if the car wants to be happy with that downpipe with the p420 code or not but i mean i haven't had any issues with it at all so um, oh, but you're saying if we had to like retune it at this point, if it would, if we had work. to retune at this point, you know, that's where we might run into something, but there's always other options that we can look at for tuning wise that could even possibly have flex fuel involved with it still. So, right. Right. And we won't get too much into any of that for obvious reasons. Um, but there are, there are options. Consult your local tuner. That's all we're going to say. Talk yeah. To local there are tuner. definitely options available. It's just, it's going to come down to your build and what you want to do. And then we can kind of get with and figure it out. Right. And, and um, legalities around all of that and how much you want to be able to drive the car every day and not get rolled by the police and all types of other shit. <laughs> yeah. um, right. But I think the, the biggest thing to take away from all of this, and I think it's good that we discuss this stuff to start with, kind of put the fire out um, as far as like the, the, the sky is falling. Yes. Flex fuel is off the table right now, but if you look at, and I've talked about this before, um, guys like Steve Dynan, right? Who, granted, it took him a lot of money and a lot of time, but he has a um, a setup for car through Carbon, which is his new company because he sold Dynan a couple years ago, a few years ago, um, where he can basically flash a factory BMW ECU to run full flex fuel, and it's any combination of gas from 87 to 100 octane, including E85, all that shit. And through knock sensors and um, just being very careful every time it checks, it senses a fuel level change, um, a major fuel level change. It'll basically reset the monitors to check the knock sensor to determine the octane rating and then establish the tune that it can run based on the fuel tank that's in the car. 100% carb legal. It can be done. Right. right. It can be done. It's just a matter of time to be able to figure it out. 
Well, I think a lot of it, and Travis, please correct me if I'm wrong, because you know way more about the ins and outs of this than any of us. On our end, we're purchasers and drivers, right? I'm not a tuner. Yeah. I don't know how everything works in and out. But uh, I just started tuning yesterday. It's okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just here so I don't get fired. I got my shit off the Google. Right. <laughs> It's you know, I can so, tell you this. I mean, when uh, I talked to Cobb, and you know, I, I've been in, I've been Cobb software since I don't know, like middle two thousands, maybe I don't know when I lost track. Uh, but you know, I relationship with one of those guys, and you start talking to him, and, and you you always bring up these concerns. You know, we we've uh, have been bringing up concerns. I mean, look at this is where it really started. Was the diesel market was getting hit, right. and then of course we knew. We're going to be too far behind so you know we've all been looking and trying to evolve to make stuff you know be you know better for us you know as tuners you know not only just guys here like myself out in california but everywhere right um, because the biggest thing that i get all the time is you know i'll get guys that come over from reno and want to get tuned well i live in a non-emissions county i was like yeah it doesn't matter dude it's 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 you know federal right. it's not yeah. per county per state whatever it's a federal thing that will come and get you it's the epa not california whatever it's it's the epa thing so that's the way a lot of people don't get those two things you know split apart right so it's yeah like they use california, in, california in the 2000s yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Use they use california as a standard for a lot of the stuff because i mean california is you know the strictest on it but also sema garage is in california yeah. and that's oh. where a lot of the testing gets taken place is sema garage so i know my when before he uh left he moved, he got a new job working for over i think it was rally daves or, or something down there in texas but he he lived at the sema garage doing testing on a lot of their you know subarus over there which is funny because they only have a rear wheel drive or two-wheel drive dyno so they converted a subaru to rear wheel drive to run it on the dyno there to do all these carb compliant testing for all the different intakes and all the different tunes that they made so they can make these tunes carb compliant so is, when is people that, are like, oh, they got to make it California approved, it's, well, yeah, they're testing it to the standard for California, which will match every other state. Because Colorado, I have a lot of friends that are in Colorado. Uh, they're in the same. I mean, they're, they're getting really strict about all their emission stuff, too. So it's, it's not just how California is. I mean, granted, I guess California is like rubbing off on other people. So yeah, like I guess the, that's like the tip mad. of the spear, right? California is the tip of the spear for this. Passes shit, but... out here, then they, yeah, it'll try it out. Well, yeah. if you're a manufacturer, yeah. if you're a manufacturer of hard parts or cars or whatever, and you're trying to make sure that your business doesn't ever get fucking raided by the EPA, what's the easiest thing to do? Make sure I can sell it in California. If I can sell it in California and it's legal, I can sell it anywhere. Right. Yeah. So if I'm and, and that's it, where right. the, the software thing kind of came in, which, yeah, you know, I, going back to, I know you laughed about it, but yeah, I mean, Cobb has spent a lot of money on getting a lot of product EO'd, you know, yeah, getting yeah. those, the front mount intercoolers and getting the top mount intercoolers and the intakes and the access ports with the stage one map, all that stuff wasn't free. No, you know, it, they spent all. a lot of money on it. And a lot of, you just got to give them a little bit of props on it because I mean, there's, there's not a lot of companies that are going to go out and like, Hey, I'm going to, well, one to look at a dying car, Subaru. I mean, it, it, there's no more STI coming, True, you know, but, but we're still going to try to knock it out of the park and make something for all the guys that have the older cars. I mean, it's, it's red. Yeah. I uh, think, that, I, think goes, that's I mean, we, shoot, we yeah. brought up, we brought up flex fuel to those guys, you know, a long time ago. Mm. And, and the big thing that a lot of people don't think they understand is why flex fuel left. 
because it plugs into the TGV motors. And according to the EPA guys, you plug TGV motor, what's the TGV motor in their eyes is an emissions related component. Well, okay. even though that I'm sure you guys have seen, if you haven't, Cobb made a jumper harness yeah. where it plugged the TGV motor plugged into the, the uh, flex fuel kit, you know, to the factory harness. Mm -hmm. Still drive the the TGVs open as ECU you know would command, but no clue of what was going on with them. And in that in that turn, the EPA is like, well, the ECU doesn't know what's going on with the TGVs, so that's tampering with emissions related components. Which so we were kind of going back right? with right. One of those you know one of those things so that's why it's kind of petty a year ago or two years ago i don't <laughs> can't remember but does any, everyone know gtr how gtr flex fuels implemented no please elaborate yeah. i would love to yeah, know and we're talking about we're talking about um r35 right just to clarify gtr r35 that Cobb supported they made mm -hmm. a can bus module Oh, no shit. It actually Flex. tied into the CAN bus network on the car, and the flex fuel sensor and the fuel pressure sensor was plugged into the CAN bus module. And then when you got into the software, you actually it would find those the address that they had the CAN bus module sent over the car's CAN bus network, the factory CAN bus network, wow. and pull that data to the ECU to allow for flex fuel. So now. It was We've been quick, saying real it forever. Quick, before, yeah. before I let you continue, I'm so sorry to cut you off, but it, you're like clipping in and out a little bit. Can you do me a favor? On your Discord, can you see right next to where it says like voice connected and stuff? Can you see if your noise suppression is turned on? If it is, can you turn it off? Because sometimes it'll clip your audio out. It'll just like cut you off in the middle of your sentence. And I want everybody to be able to hear this stuff because this is good stuff to know. Where, where you see it at? So um, you have you look at Discord and you see where it says um, you're on your, your Mac, right? Are you using it through a browser? <laughs> I know, just ripping him. But he's in California. Let me look. So, sure. right. on Love the on okay. the on the bottom left corner, it'll say like, um, it'll have the hang up button and it'll show video or screen share. Right, the buttons where you can turn your camera on. And then, yeah, right next to the hang up button, there's a little, uh, it's like five lines with a slash through it, and it'll say noise suppression powered by Crisp. Do you see if that's turned on or not? Uh, let me see. You can click it right there, and it'll have a little box where you can turn it on and off. Computer, for some reason. It's all good, dude. Max heard. Max. The bottom left has, like, my name, and then yeah. has, like, the mute and the... Yeah, so you see... The headphones and then the user. Yeah, above so that. you so look above that, and then it'll show the... It'll say screen or video, right? And then above that, on the right side of that, it'll say disconnect. It has, like, the phone with the X next to it, right? And then right, right to the left of that, if you hover it, it says noise suppression powered by crisp. If you click it, you can see if it's turned on or off. If it's on, just turn it off. It doesn't have that stupid thing. It's max. It's cool. We'll push through it. If there's something that cuts out that I think needs to clarify, I'll ask you to repeat yourself. It's all good. Anyway, so GTR works Go to the camera. Where it has the... I'll just move closer to the computer to you. Maybe that'll help out to you. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, anyway, oh, you were talking anyway, about GTRs, yeah. so GTR, CAN bus manual, kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so GTR, they, they Cobb made a CAN bus module, mm. and the flex fuel and the fuel pressure sensor plugged into the CAN bus module, and then it was hooked up to the factory CAN bus network on the car. And then the software, they developed it where it could pull 
you know, the CAN bus, you know, data from that module. So you didn't tap into any, mo you know, analog sensors like, you know, air pumps, PGVs, okay. granted GTR didn't have any of that stuff, but they would always tap into like, you know, different modules that were technically, you know, emissions related. Right. So when they made the CAN bus module, that was the idea was to not have to mess with any of that. So, you know, going on with them, we're like, hey, to get a CAN bus module for the Subaru because you know we're tapping in the TGVs forefront, and they're like, "Yeah, we know we're trying to figure something out on it." Granted, okay. I guess the CAN bus network on a Subaru isn't the easiest, which is why it took Motec, and they cost so much to buy a Motec for the newer cars that with the CAN bus all addressed out because it's not easy. Does but from what I'm being told, and uh -huh. I don't work for Cobb, but what I'm being told, let's move. Is they're working on trying to make it where the flex fuel pressure sensor will be integrated to the ECU via CAN. Hopefully. Okay. Okay. That so, then you're not tampering with anything. The TGVs go as far as the you know hooking up to the analog sensors and all that stuff. And if they get that, and then of course it's going to get EO'd. They're going to make sure that you can have the Cobb flex fuel kit on your car with an EO sensor, you know, or right. an EO number. And then you'll be good to go. Granted, we're going to have some downtime. And I don't have an ETA. They say they hope, you know, end of year, beginning of the year. But the thing is, is with development, like, yeah. Well, once you get a product done, like full-fledged product, it's ready to go, and you want to get it EO'd, now you got to go schedule time at the SEMA garage and go yeah. through all the testing. And it doesn't, you don't just show up and knock on their door and be like, hey, I need to test this today. They're like, all right, get in line. There, you know, there's like 60,000 other people in front of you. Right. Right. That's yeah. the other game. So hopefully, knock on wood, that's where we're going to go. And then we'll be able to do flex fuel again like we were, you know, a day ago. <laughs> so, right. So, and I mean, you won't have to worry about any of it. So, if for a guy such as myself who's, perpetually torn about selling my STI or not just cause there's other shit coming out. But I've found out recently I was looking at maybe selling it and trying to get a GR Corolla, but I'm learning it's impossible to get your fucking hands on one of those things for less yeah. than money that I'm not comfortable paying for something with a Corolla badge on it. I don't care how cool it is. So I did get told that I could get put on on game for buying a circuit edition, but I would have to be comfortable with at least 10 over MSRP. If we're going to go ahead and just ballpark that, let's say the core edition is going to cost STI base money, which is about 41, right? Uh, that yeah. a circuit will at least cost S at, well, I was going to say type RA money, right? Which is going to be, it's cause it's a limited edition. So we're talking yep. 60 grand. So we're $70,000 for a fucking Corolla. Like, no, 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 <laughs> dude, it's a Corolla, bro. Yeah, at yeah, some point, tell at some... anybody that. No, never. And again, like, to be fair, you never admit that. Like you'd always have to lie about, like, oh yeah, I got it for like. No, I paid sticker for it. You'd be like, bragging like, about paying sticker for a fucking fifty thousand dollar Corolla. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. And uh, to be full disclosure, I talk shit on S two O nine guys who paid fifteen over when they bought them, but like you know, now time has kind of that may have been the right move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> May have been ahead yeah. of the game. Um, but the, the point I was going to make was I could basically progress my build. I could put a bigger turbo on the car. I could do all this other shit, still continue to build the car out, and then just kind of like 
wait for the flex fuel end to come around, right? Like I could do all the other shit that I, cause like I already have a flex fuel pump. You can buy lines from IAG and all that other shit. I can buy a turbo, build the car. It just won't be as fast as it would be if it was running corn until they let you run corn. Is that kind of what you're saying? But like the only thing that you got to remember though, is even though they release flex fuel, they're not going to go back and change the software to allow us to defeat any codes. So I so got to buy parts that thing. will operate in that ecosystem when it comes so to you. You're just going to have to make sure that any kind of com missions compliant stuff that may have been removed or not, then you got to make sure it's all intact. And the biggest thing, the only thing that most of us super guys got to worry about is the air pump being the number one thing that everyone likes to remove for some weird reason. Fucking EGR bullshit. Yeah. TG <laughs> TGBs. And, you know, and the uh, EVAP stuff. And then, of course, the downpipe. You know, you just make sure you have a downpipe that will, you know, pass the 420 monitor, 420 code monitor. So I have a 19 Which, with a nah. grim speed downpipe, and I've never had a single fucking issue with it. Catted downpipe. So I'm just going to assume that it's fine and move on with my. And what's, what's funny <laughs> is what, uh, it's all Grim these... actually doing stuff for that right now, too. If you saw, like, yeah. I've yeah, seen. Yeah, they are. They're doing they're Jesse doing stuff. They're saying yeah. that the Jesse, and which is they're kind of doing what Cobb was doing, but it seems like their Jesse downpipe or J pipe, which is uh, not the 420 code, is it going I, on? I haven't personally on tested one, so I don't know. I mean, they just released uh, it. So Firefly keeps talking about. Um, open source tuning and Carberry ROM slash ROM Raider. You know anything about that? My first WRX I've was tuned on ROM Raider. A bunch of bunch of cars on Carberry. Um, okay. So I, I'm not going to sit here and open source tune every single car on Earth because I can tell you as much as the community loves to say open source is the greatest thing on Earth. I can tell you there's bits and pieces that are great and bits and pieces that are okay and other parts that are just horrible. Right. Um, uh, the great uh, knowledge that came from open source Cobb hired them all um, oh. the Carberry ROM actually was developed by Jason Carberry which he worked for Cobb for a long time he doesn't work there anymore he works for another guy doing other development and, you know reverse engineering ECUs but um, I mean he built the Carberry ROM and it only works for you know sixteen bit ECU and it only works for O two, O three WRX ECUs or the version seven, you know, JDM ECU. Yeah. But for you guys, if you had like a sixteen bit car and what we've done for customers that want flex fuel, because it does have full flex fuel capability. Just go back to loop based three... car. No, loop based car has a, a Haltech in it because uh, oh, that's, right. the... that's right. That's right. Because his car has the old version six, I think it was six ECU, which is cool pack and and a car ECU. So yeah, so he's got a piggyback um, in his shit, basically. So it. it's okay. a track car. <laughs> it is a track car. Um, Fair but <clears throat> the a slow one. Here we go. The uh, it likes to drink oil. Like oh four and oh five WX like. You can put an O2 ECU in the 0405 WX. It plug it plugs in. Okay. That's cool. On the six on the sixteen bit cards. So that's where guys like, hey, I want to run flex fuel on my, you know, O2 to 05 WX. Cool. Well, then you know, just do the Carberry ROM, set it up with you know a flex fuel sensor, and tune it, and you can have basically what what whatever you know we had with Cobb, but it only supports the older cars. Right. To be honest. Uh, 
02 to 05 WRXs coming into town to do flex fuel, and they're hanging on with a bit, and the other guys bring them in there, and then you know they're immaculate. So it's you know it's hit or miss. You know what you're going to get when you try to tune those cars with flex. You know, but I got 185,000 miles on my 03 flex fuel with all this stuff on. I'm like, well, yeah, sure, as long as it doesn't you know lube my dyno up with all your engine oil. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I mean, yeah. do, you, do you get that a lot where you get, like, dudes roll up and they just clap? I don't call them clapped out WRXs, but, like, shit, you're just, like... clapped out. They're pieces clapped, of shit. We'll call them clapped out. Like, like, yeah, like you said, <laughs> it's got all the flex fuel parts, but it's got 185,000 miles. Like, do you ever, like, try to... T- I'm assuming you talk to them, try to talk well, to them. Well, we always... We usually always talk to customers when they call the, the shop first. You know, like, right. you know, I try to talk to as many people as I can. I really don't have time to, honestly. I mean, a lot of people have called the shop now. Even if they call my number, they notice that they'll end up talking to the guys at M45. They, yeah, they you're answer busy my phone shit. 99% of the time. I had M45 and, uh, hit me up to give you the details about tonight's podcast, and that's when I knew you were busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's actually funny is I was – that was actually me because I was on the Instagram account. Okay. But it – when it came off, the notifications, it has my notification for Snell Performance and M45. And I don't know which one I clicked. And I just like, oh, I need to figure out. Please email me. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. yeah it's all, it's I all good. I was like, oh, okay. Well, at least I'll get the info. Well, like we 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 generally do the pod on like a every other week cycle. We used to do every week. And it's just, it's not good for anyone. We burn out. They don't perform as well. Whatever. Right. Um. And Mike yeah. was like, yo, Travis is busy. And I was like, that makes total sense. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of guys trying to get in under that wire, right? And like, um, of when they were turning. 17 days, what was it? Jeez. Yeah, it was We scary. had, uh, we were doing probably, I would get to the shop at 6 in the morning. Uh, and I think I left 6 at night. Oh, yeah. We were doing probably 10 something cars a day. Yeah. I blew it came to the mind got done. Like I, I was fully. We're in, you gotta remember, we're a known quantity, dog. Like we are a hey, known and, quantity. Yeah, yeah, and I just want to say, like the down to the point when I checked out Mike's car, the craftsmanship, just the attention to detail to everything was on point. I don't know who worked on that car, but everything came 45. out solid. Yeah. No, I mean, um, like I said, Dave McGee and I thrashed my car together or whatever, but. When I had when Travis tuned my car, it was very much like be here at this time. You'll hang out in the weight room until this time. I'll bring you in. You can take your Instagram videos and your photos and all this <laughs> shit. And you'll be done by this time. And we were done like 20 minutes early. And the only comment he made was he's like, you got big numbers, it's cold today. And that was it. <laughs> it was just like fucking buy the book, right? I emailed him two days before, and I was like, hey, can you send me a base map to limp this bitch over to you? And he was like, yep, here it is. And then that was it. Nice. Easy. Easy peasy. Science. Right. I would love to love to sit there and talk to everyone, you know, like forever. Oh, uh, you would get nothing fucking, done. You, you, there's yeah, nothing special, yeah. though. There's nothing like there's, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's like me trying to wrench and a customer just over my shoulder shooting the shit. Like, it's not going to happen. It's like, I might get you know, a rotor and a pad done in 30 minutes, like yeah. shooting the shit with you. Like it's not going to happen. 
instead of you know doing the entire car in 30 minutes well it's just like we we've had so um travis we've had a couple we've had a couple of pretty heavy hitters in the volkswagen community on the pod so we had ed from eqt we had dave from eqt we had um our homie from atb back east and they've all kind of said the same thing about volkswagens they're like yeah they're not special because we know how this works right like we like if you want a 600 horsepower car i do xyz and you have a 600 horsepower car bing bang boom bob's your uncle go down right there's just like but it's not like we need to have a big in-depth discussion about what parts do you have on your car it's like i have an intake i have an exhaust it's usually we try to have that discussion with you before you come up or before you buy a bunch of stuff because i mean what happens i mean grim speed stuff great stuff right yeah you know cobs great stuff great stuff you know then, then you got guys that show up, and I, I don't want to bash them, but you know we miss you. Oh, we're here for it. We're here for it. You know, it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, he broke up. He said Mishimoto. This is, is it great. The, is it the greatest? No. You know, no. Um, and and it sometimes it really shows. Like I can have a guy come in, and we actually proved it one day. I can't remember which car it was, but the guy believe that the Cobb intercooler that for the top mount for a uh, an FA fifteen plus you know WRX. Yeah. Okay. Blown away by the data that Cobb posted online and data that I was trying to tell him. There's no way that a Cobb intercooler was going to make some magical, you know, 15, possibly 10 more horsepower. And I was like, it'll do it all day long because the flow characteristics of that intercooler outperformed that Mishimoto one by yeah. like, I don't know what percentage, but just a million if you want to be funny. <laughs> and I think, I think the guy was just, I don't know if he was just blown away, but I, he ended up coming back like a week later and he's like, I went ahead and bought that Cobb intercooler and I want to put it to the test. I was like, okay. I was like, I'll tell you what, I won't even hook my computer up. I won't even make a change to the map because. Yeah. Just going to strap it down and run it. We're just going to strap it down. I run them in uh, full-time closed loop fueling. We change them over. So it will always adjust the fueling. So we strapped it down and ended up picking up like 12 horsepower over his other. Oh, yes. You know? And he's like, oh, it's got to be the weather. It's got to be the weather. (laughs) Oh, weather my ass. I was like, okay. Cool. The the dino's weather station records every single pool. So I brought up the weather for that day and the weather the day that I tuned his car on the one. And they were like decimal points within each other. Yeah, I think I think it was actually hotter on the on the day I did the pool on the Cobb intercooler by like so the so this is the really funny part is that Travis tunes on a Mustang dyno right, which is like. There's a ton of stories about, oh, the Mustang dyno is the heartbreaker, all this other shit. But the benefit of running a really nice dyno is that you get shit like that, right? Like, it'll yes. tell you what the weather patterns were. It'll tell you yeah, what you're yeah. looking at. You'll get all of that data. Um, so that's really fucking interesting. Yeah, I'm, um, I've built shit boxes. Jamal can attest to the fact that I've built shit boxes. And when I bought a nice car, I was like, I'm not going to put bullshit parts on it. Especially not when yeah. it comes to the engine. And I, yeah. I have a rule of thumb when it comes to buying car parts. The uglier the logo, the better the part. <laughs> <It's just laughs> true. They you spend can, all their money on the research. God, I don't you really want your logo. stickers, but I want your part. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, fact check me on this. Hooker headers, one of the worst branding ever, oh, but they God, make quality yeah. stainless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, you look at... You look at Grimspeed, it's a pretty straightforward logo. It's not really appealing. I don't really like putting the Nothing stickers special. on. special. But they make good parts. Same thing with Cobb. It's like, you know, CSF, right? They make great shit. Their logo looks like it's a 
fucking 1950s milk can. You know what I mean? Like the shittier the logo, dude, the that, that's yeah, idiot that we use on everything. So. Yeah, I mean they just they make great shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, We use a lot of we use a lot of <laughs> Grim Speed like top mount intercoolers on like the EJ platform yeah. on the STIs. I, you can make. I mean, we, I got guys making over 500 horsepower on this, no problem, all day yeah. long. On the top mount, yeah, that was one of my like. Yeah. Um, obviously the pandemic hit and everybody who wasn't Mike and Kyle's build kind of took a shit during all of the fall. I also moved across the country, which was my own fault, but yeah, you... uh, that was all the shit I was looking into was like trying to hit four or 500 horsepower. Right. And, um, yeah, you see dudes with grim speed top mounts and they're like, you know, running low tens and all types of shit on still on a top mount. And I'm like, that's cool. That's obviously a solid part. They thought it through. Like, I like that. Um, when I met those dudes at CW Fest, they were all like, all of them, all of them had built STIs or WRXs. Um, and I was like, like, this is cool. Like, you guys know the cars really well. So, like, I, I, you know, I like shit like that. But I think the main thing for me was just like, this whole thing was really scary for somebody who didn't already have all the work done, right? Like, fuck, man. What are we get? What am I going to do? But it is, it's, it's reassuring to know that there's like, a light on the end of the tunnel. I didn't know that you were so tight with the guys at top where you can get those kinds of inroads and that kind of insider information. So it's cool to hear they're doing something for, or at least attempting to do something for Canbus for us. Yeah, they're um, they're definitely attempting. They're not they're not abandoning us. You know, I mean, granted, they can't just. I know they'd love to go out and tell everyone, "Here's exactly what we're doing, and this is what we're right. going to do," and and then you know, and then something doesn't work out. You know, you gotta. Yeah. But if I mean, it they're, they're not EO, gonna... like they're not going to release it, and then we're all going to be left with blue vaults, and they're going to be pissed, right? So it's like we're not going to say shit until like, hey, there's this part that does this thing, and we've already verified that it's legal, and you can put it on your car. Here it is, right? That's going to be, yeah, yeah, and that's what they're they're working towards, you know. And then, I mean, working with those guys is is you know, I grant. Let me tell you, like, was I upset about the software change? Yeah, I'm totally. I was upset, you know, because now you go look. A guy can call me or email me, whatever. It's like, hey, you took my car, you know, last month, a year ago, two years ago. I need you to do something. Sorry, I can't do it anymore unless yeah. your car is completely compliant. You know, yeah. I mean, that's a bummer for me because, you know, customer service is always like number one for us. But it, it, it's it is a fucking it is, bummer for the dude, the too, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like we can retune your car with a different software or something like that and maybe make something work for you now, you know, but that's just, that's unfortunately, I mean, that's just what it is. But, I wish there was something that we, they could have done to make it work out for us, but I get on their side of it. You know, I mean, I had a real long talk with a one of the one of our, uh, he's like our dealer manager, and I was just going over like whatever, and he's like, dude, a lot of this stuff we kind of knew about but didn't know about because it's all legal teams and legally what they're oh. trying to do to make sure that you know we're not forking out tons of it for fun. Yeah, so I mean that's sure that's, that we can continue the fun for everyone that wants to, you know, enjoy this, you know, tuning cars and stuff like that. So, well, I think that that was like there was a little bit of that sentiment in like forums and shit too. As far as like, there are a lot of companies that make Subaru performance parts, right? Because for all of its flaws, of which there are many, very many, almost too long to list. Anyway, 
Um, the SDI and the WRX have like a really loyal following because it's as of right now before the GR Corolla comes out, like the only fucking manual all-wheel drive car you can get with a rally engine, even though it's old and stupid, right? All this other shit. But a lot of companies have built their brands on making parts knowing that they're all supported by Cobb tuning software, yeah. right? Like you look at IAG who makes nice shit. They make fucking engine blocks that are like 15 grand. They don't have a flex fuel system because they're like, Hey, we have fuel lines and a pressure regulator and all this other shit that works great with the Cobb flex fuel tuning platform. Right. Right. I don't need yeah. to make that part. Cobb makes that part. It works great. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. Tuners know how to use it. Why am I going to reinvent the wheel? Right. Right. True. Um, when I am a part, when I'm a, a company that makes hard parts and you know, we obviously have aluminum machining and all this other shit. I can make all the lines. I can do all this shit, brand it, sell it. I don't need to redo that. And now it's like, well, fuck all of those product lines don't really matter. There's no point in buying them as an enthusiast right now, other than hoping for someone to create a solution that's as seamless down the line as what we had before decided if we're being honest rightly decided that they weren't going to support those parts anymore and that that tuning software you know the way that it was and all that stuff um so there's a little bit of sentiment of like just a little bit of salt in people's mouths but at the same time it's like what does that say about us and our cars that our whole fucking ecosystem of tuning is based around one company Again, right, I think right. that goes back to like the accessibility, right? I mean, I was gonna say, uh, is there nobody else who does this? Not, not for the not price for point. Not for the price point they put it at, too. I so mean, what's the next? What's the next price point up for like? Comparable? I don't even know because nobody's had to care. That's how <laughs> fucking it's like true. that's. It's true. That's very true. So, Dude, no, like I can tell you, I can tell ahead, you, yeah, like, so, Equitech is the next big company yep. that yep. is out there that is flash based tuning. Um, I've been using it for years. Here's the FRSs, BMW platforms, the Supra, the new Supra, or the Bupra, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. But it's that's that's the next big thing. And, and you know, I have the software for all the the STIs and the WRXs, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that we could still do with them. And there's a lot of features that Ecutech brings to the table that a lot of people don't even know about. You know. Yeah. Like map switching. Everyone's, you know, like, for example, on a, on a, uh, since we're, we're kind of on Subaru thing, but, you know, for FRS BRZ, there's four switchable maps that you can have built into the cruise control, or you get the, their little, uh, Bluetooth ECU connect dongle, and then you download like, their app on your phone, and then you can switch maps on the fly with like your phone. PR. Well, it's like Mountain F- for like the Ford shit too, right? They, you can. Yeah you can like beep a, a set of fucking commands and it'll show you on the tack, like what map you're running and they yeah, use an exactly access port. The, they, could, yeah. For Ford. So the access port, like when I tuned, tuned Ford in the past, there were switchable maps from Ford. Right. You can have different, they call it different slot maps and you can do uh-huh. it on the tack to show you which map you're on. Uh, or you can use the access port to change the map. But as far as like, you know, Subaru, they didn't have that. You know, they had, STI guys had an SI drive. You know, that's what you got. Yeah, you have your knob. Yeah. All the other ones, that's, that's it. You know, the 
digging through a lot of the different maps. Like for WRX, I mean, granted, there's a lot of features that are not there yet for like the uh, DIT WRX guys, but on the DIT software, there's three switchable maps that we can build for a customer. There's boost control that's built into the app where you can turn your boost up to a target, like say your max boost target, whatever we set it for, uh -huh. to all the way down to wastegate pressure. You can use your uh, the app for the, you know to go in there and adjust that. Um, launch. Did you like? You do boost. Yeah, I was gonna say you do launch control and like boost by gear on Ekitech. Boost by gear and launch control. They actually have what everyone wants in launch control. They actually have like they call it boost off the line, where it actually will retard the timing and build boost, not just fuel cut that yeah. everyone oh, hates on Cobb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they have those features that are on there. Some cars still have flex fuel capability. That. So I had um, and, there's. And I I had somebody say that, and I don't. So other stuff that you can do, you know, it's just not. You were not just. We're not going to be able to do anything at all with our cars anymore. Right. And I'm still going to push. You know, depending on the car, if someone comes up like, "Hey, I have these mods," I'm not going to be like, "Hey, you got to switch over to Ecutech. This is the only way to tune your car now." I'm going to be like, "Well, let's look at it. Okay, can we tune, still tune your car on the Axis Sport? Yeah, we're going to tune your car on the Axis Sport. Or if it comes to the point where." There's a few things the customer wants that features are not available for Cobb or they want to go to Ecutech, then yeah, we'll evaluate the features and give them the option. Right now, I mean, just <clears throat> looking at it, how the Ecutech software works is it's license-based. So you can just buy the bare bones license and license your ECU. It's fee you pay. I think the Subarus are like 350 bucks. Oh, that's not and bad. Then you got, if you want the Bluetooth dongle to make... I've been telling way, way to really kind of break it down to people, but basically you turn your phone into your new access port because that okay, everyone understands question. the access port. But if you go, you can actually go on to the app store and download the ECU connect app, and then you can do a demo and you can play with it and you can see all the different features you have available to you. Hmm. You can do that with the dongle and the license, you know, the dongle is like 350 bucks. So you're into the whole thing, like 700 bucks. So, I mean, it's money. almost the yeah, cost yeah. of an access port. <laughs> yeah. Still kind of going back and forth if we're going to sign up for it. Um, they have phone flash. So you can have stored in like a cloud-based server on, on Ecutech site, which is why it costs us as a, 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 a tuner. Uh, it costs us, I can't remember, X amount of money per year. And uh, then you, we have to do a, uh, a license to it. And then you can store X amount of any maps in the, the cloud service, and then you download them on your phone, and you can flash your car. Oh, like, shit. That's pretty – So I kind of yeah. like, like it, and I kind of don't kinda like hard. it. Yeah. Um, the, the kits we sell all our customers, it comes with the uh, unlock key, so you can download the Pro ECU software on your laptop, and you can go out to your car and flash any map on So, like, if a customer needed – you know, to us to send them a base map and they're only going to, they don't have an access port, they want to run Ecutech, then, you know, we'll sell them the, the ECU Connect dongle. We'll mail it to you. You'll have the licenses on it. And I, everyone is like, either A, I can walk you through it, or B, download VNC or TeamViewer, and I'll get in there and I'll show you, I'll walk you through it and do it for you. And you get the map on there. Because 99% of the time, once your car's tuned, most customers don't really mess with the car afterwards. Granted, a lot of people know after I've tuned your car, I usually will do logs and stuff like that for you. Yeah. And if you want me to walk you through, I can show you how to do it on Acutech. But that's, that's, there is a little bit extra work 
and that's where the phone flash came in for Ecutech, which, like I say, I'm still back and forth. We, we're looking at different odd ideas if we're going to jump on that, which it might. It depends on how much we're going to actually start using Ecutech for these cars. So that was my next question because, again, I was – I so I had – just some like maintenance work done and I like my clutch was making a funny sound that I didn't like. So I had him poke around. Everything was kosher, which was great. And I was just kind of poking the guys at Kraken's brains a little bit. And he was like, yeah, we're talking about Ecutech, but he, and I don't know again, validity of this statement. So this is why I'm asking you. So don't everybody who's in the chat right now say, Oh, this guy's saying X, Y, Z. I'm not saying shit. I'm asking questions. Um, he was making he was making the statement that Ecutech and Cobb are owned by the same parent company, and that Ecutech will be doing the same thing that Cobb's doing after the first of the year. Do you know anything about that, or just even the technically, ownership of yes. the company? So yes, really? technically, Cobb and Ecutech are owned by the same parent company, which I don't remember what umbrella it is. Yeah, we fucking did, hate cars. org. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not gonna like sit here and spread rumors, but I, yeah. I used to remember, but I forgot. Someone told me okay. a long time ago, and it was information that I didn't want to need to. It's not put that in my important, like in the grand scheme of things. Like, why would you hold on but to that over anything? They did make. So there is another on on the Facebooks. There is another group for Ecutech tuners, uh-huh. and I mean, they did make a comment that there's a possibility that they're gonna might have to end up doing the same thing. Okay. The legality unknown. of it, it's unknown. Because they're located in the U.S., but they're owned by, I think, technically a U.S.-based company. But I, I don't know all the ins and outs of that. So, But was it spoken, talked about in the group by one of the employees at work at Ecutech? Yes. When will that happen? If it will happen? No idea. Right. So we're all just, we're all just kind of like flying in the dark to some degree, was to some degree at this point. So here's my... Some degree. Before we transition to the next conversation, that'll kind of pull the the pot out for the rest of the episode, which is I'm really glad you're you're here, Travis, actually, to have that conversation because we've touched on it a lot on the pod. But I think having your perspective will be really interesting. Um, you tune my car. I prefer to have the same guy look under my hood. That sounds way worse than I meant it to come out, but. I prefer to have one person work hey. vehicle. So <laughs> can't use that. Well, you can at least, at least you can say you're not a whore. I mean, at least you can say you're not a whore. That's true. I'm a loyal. You're not a whore. Um, I'm out yeah, of state. Right. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm out of state. I'm in Texas, right? I've been, I can obviously. I've been under that hood. I've, I've oh, <laughs> yeah, you man. have, big boy. Um, I can send wow. you back the map that you've sent me. You can see what's on there, right? You can determine what has been utilized the prior software or not, obviously it won't let you change any of that shit now. Um, but in that situation, like you were talking about, is that a thing where I can be like, Hey, this is where we were based on the situation. Now, this is what I'm trying to do, right? These are the parts that I'm trying to use. What can I do? Right. Or can I do anything? Is that basically the conversation now? Like you just have to take a couple extra steps and really examine like kind of what's going on and tell somebody like, Hey, like whatever's going on with your car, we I can't even touch that shit anymore. Like we need you know, you need to figure something else out. Or like how does And that we've work? already kind of we've already kind of gone down that road with a few customers. So uh-huh. I mean in your case it would be hey, I don't want to do some changes. 
what do you think I can do? And then, you know, I can bring up your map. Mm-hmm. It prompts you as soon as you open the map in the new software. Here are the following things that will be reverted back to the stock original file, you know, Oh, settings. it's like and it brings that. Up this, oh, yeah. yeah. The very first oh, screen yeah. you open up. Oh, shit. It, it, oh, map and then it, but that, it gives but that's you on list. his end not our end no no no, right? for but, sure like no that carbon said if you if you own a map because here's the thing it the the one saving grace of the access port is that bitch is not bluetooth connected at all it's a hard right. connection they cannot forcibly remove anything from your access port let me stress that five thousand times unless you plug your access port into your computer, there is no way for Crop to ever pull functionality off of the access port that you have in your hand. Right. There's no way. Well, that... so <laughs> kind of to go back. As a that. matter of fact. He's like, well, funny thing is. There, no, no, no. <laughs> even said, you can continue to update the access port. You do it. And I, I grant, I know half the internet's not going to. Because they're going to be like, oh, I can't plug it in. Listen, I plug that bitch in once every six months as it was. I'm definitely not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. He's got a point. But but the map that is made on there is saved on the access port. It's not going to go anywhere. Right. It's not going to magically disappear unless you somehow magically brick out your ECU or brick out your access port, which I've seen people do somehow magically. But in theory, from, you, you could... Hey man, I tuned your car, I tuned you to my car. Can you send me my map? I save every single map unless Google Drive decides to exit the building tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I have everything. all forty in maps that I've tuned for every single customer labeled out. Sick. I'm glad and to see that someone's we can as send OCD them as I am. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's, it's kind of bad. But be, but you never the biggest lose anything, thing that everyone right? need everyone needs to understand is the the software about is not an end user for like customers, it's tuners, it's right. our software. Yeah. So it's nothing that has been done to the access port software or you know the anything with that. It's all the pro tuner access tuner, the guys that actually had access tuner when you would try to buy you know buy it. Right. It's that software. All the all the maps that have ever been done for all the customers I've ever tuned and all that stuff, they don't magically delete their map. Or if they need it, I might still have it, you know? Right. They won't have any problems. You can continue to run your car forever with no issues. You know? Right. Only time that it will become an issue is, like you were just saying, for power, what can we do? That's when it becomes the issue. Right. We can't retune off right. your old map. We have to put it back to... It's close, you know, it makes sure everything's compliant. Right. And for a lot of cars out there, that's not going to be a hard job. For some cars out there, it's going to be horrible. Well, and, and that was, that was like, depends. the segue was, like, there's a bunch of guys who are already on corn who are like, dude, if my shit ever develops a stumble, like, you can't fix it in the tune, right? Which... Yeah. And I don't... And this is a... And honestly... If, if this the is car... A, if a car develops a stumble, was, it's right. it's probably not a tune. It's something... it's component based, right? Like, yeah. Right. like yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. But what? But the... guys, guys are quick to point towards the tuner, which is like, oh, what's your lack of maintenance, really? Listen, dude, you know we've I mean? had. Listen, you yeah. know how many motors EQT has blown? 
If you're listening to this podcast later, you can't see the very sarcastic look on my face and the fact that I'm staring into the camera because it's a stupid ass <laughs> statement. <laughs> Subaru I, I, Motors. Subaru Motors. We'll, we'll just leave and it. I, and it happens every day. If, That's if why we sign would, a waiver, people. Yeah. <laughs> if they would get a chance to like read through my email, if I would let anyone ever read through there, it would be like the greatest soap opera on earth sometimes. I mean, it's I just a bet. You know, yeah, it, awesome. hey man, uh, so my car started doing this weird thing, and I really don't understand what it is. I was just curious if you could help me out on it. And of course, me, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out who this person is because one, their email doesn't have their name in it, and all I have is their email. So now I'm trying to figure out who they are. Sweet. And then I email back, okay, cool. When I tune your car, well, you tuned it like you know a few years ago. Okay, well, a few years. And then next thing you know, I really figure out who they are. Spark plugs. <laughs> it, it's like a car that I tuned like five years ago, and the guy's like, "Yeah, it's misfiring." I was just, I think something's wrong with the tune. I'm like, "No, there's definitely nothing wrong with the tune." Have you changed your plugs? Have you done anything? Well, no, I didn't think I needed to. You should probably change well, the spark plugs in your car. Well, or even better, even better, I went to a two-step colder plug and a bigger injector. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on a you. on a Subaru, you change so. the tires. You got to retune it, right? Wow, here we go. <laughs> this <laughs> fucking guy. This fucking, fucking guy. asshole. Whatever, GTI bitch. You're cut. You're, you know what? We're never mind. I you can't even what? say that anymore. <laughs> I can't even. No, I can't even say the thing I was going to say anymore. I was going to say you guys are going electric and we still run a big stupid motor, but we don't even run a big stupid motor and we're also we going electric. Yeah, so yeah. It's like. So, and here's this is, and again, before the segue, do you think that this particular issue because let's be very clear Cobb may have come to fame tuning subarus but they have developed well outside of that world for a long time very long time they are preeminent tuning platform for fours for Volkswagens, which includes Porsches and fucking they do BMWs anything with a turbo on it cobble tuning yeah Right, we yeah. don't talk about them. We talk about car companies <laughs> that are relevant. We don't talk about oh, them that don't exist anymore. It's okay, we can't. You can't uh, shit yeah. on Sorry, Evo guys, all seven of you like that are still Evo. floating around the internet talking shit nine. on STIs. Don't lie about it. You'd love an eight or nine. Don't lie I would, about anything pre myvec Yes, I would love. Anyway, um, this affects all of them, right? This is this is a this is like a unilateral effect like but and stuff yeah yeah but sure. i think the thing is is that for guys subaru guys this shit hits really hard because our engine is bad <laughs> like and when i say it's bad i mean the it's old awesome ones idea. would explode and the new ones need a lot of work to make big power Right. Yeah, you mean so, enough to make the CEO of Subaru of America say, "We're gonna stop this." We yeah. understand. <laughs> Listen, when the when the VAs came out, he said, "We're not developing, we're not creating more power because the aftermarket has that handled." End quote. That was the <laughs> yes. official yeah. release for, right there. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, need, we don't need yeah. to. Listen, you bitches have been fucking with this same engine we've been selling you for twenty years. You've got it handled. It handles better now, and it's exactly. got CarPlay. And we don't need you anymore. We out. make our money. Yes. We make our money through Outbacks. We right, don't need exactly. Exactly. It's all Outbacks no, and no, no, no. They still make money on STS and WRX. Exactly. We're just dumb enough to fucking buy it. Keep Let's buying be them. honest about it. Dude, Mike and I. Here's the best part. Mike and I both bought two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I bought two. 
I love every second of it. I'm so happy so, about it. But I think oh, that's yeah. listen. Whatever, bitch. You drive three Mustangs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mustangs, <laughs> asshole. Shut up. I don't have so, these issues. All these Anyway, so that was thing, I think though, like you're like you're kind of going on with with like the different sporting stuff, you know, like Fords and stuff like that. It's biggest deal is because Subaru was you know the bread and butter, right? And everyone modified those cars beyond belief. Now, like the Ford, you know, you said the Raptor, I tune and these, you know, those those cars like that. I mean, even like the all the EcoBoost platforms, the Fiestas and the Mustangs and all that stuff. Those don't things don't need a lot of stuff. The biggest thing you throw on those is an yeah. intercooler. Right, you throw an intercooler right. on there, and maybe their intakes, and it's an ungodly amount of power that those cars will make. You don't have to do like yeah, because they've got direct oh, yeah. injection and all Hold the on. modern you know, shit. Yeah. Quick, quick side note: Has anybody seen the fucking Ford Explorer ST that's been tuned and is faster than a yes. Trackhawk? Yes, that's insane. Yes, I have. Oh. Yes, I have. Yes, bro. There like is if a V six twin turbo. You put an intercooler on it and an intake and tune it. And so it's, it's the same. Than a track it's the same EcoBoost twin turbo three five. They've been running forever, right? Yep. So if people sleep on, and this is actually great that Travis is here. People kind of lightweight sleep on the three five EcoBoost. There is a thirteen twenty video from a cash station Michigan. From like three years ago, and a dude rolls up in a Ford Flex with <laughs> bone stock with a stage two tune and goes last fucking round in a cash days with like Fox bodies on big tire and he's on street tires in a Ford Flex, baby. Just fucking yes. running. <laughs> <laughs> Just right. It's all tuned, yeah. baby. Yeah. It's all wheel drive and a fatty fucking twin turbo V6. Like it'll make power, right? So, but that but again, that's and we've talked about this shit ad <laughs> nauseum on this podcast, Travis. I do not blame you if you've never listened to us because here we are. But We're busy. New 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 turbo. No, we're we're a fledgling podcast, but new tuner, new turbo cars leave a lot on the table from the factory, yes. right? And it's a few fucking beep boops, and you you're gaining 20, 25, 30% horsepower, you know, max horsepower numbers, all that shit. Um, we run an old shitty eight and a half to one compression fucking port fuel injected moderate turbo, completely gutless before 3500 RPM rally motor. Right. Yeah, but it sounds um, really good. It and here it sounds good because it's built <coughs> bad. Like I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you understand that unequal length. Great headers, sound of inefficiency. Yes, yes. they're they're yeah. they're objectively I, worse. I would never change it. I would never change that shit. I, the first thing, the first question I asked Travis after he tuned my STI was like, okay. If I throw a bigger diameter unequal length header. Like, can I get anywhere close a big diameter equal length header? And he looks me dead in my face and he goes, there's no reason to throw a bigger diameter on equal length header on your car. Like, just leave the stock header on the car. <laughs> like, it's not going to do anything. <laughs> Unnecessary. It's all for sound. It's all for sound. He's like, he's like, all he's like, he's like, I guess if you really wanted to spend 700 bucks on like five horsepower, you could do it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> fucking efficient. Um. It's a dumb motor, but that's why that's kind of why give we this sticker as well. But that's kind of why we love yeah. it, right? I think that that part of that is like, it's you know the it's the it's the weight balance, it's all the other shit that you know why we love the car. But the point was, 
I think that this really set a fire off in our community more than anyone's because we need everything we can get, right? Um, and so you take anything away, it's like the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. So very much so, very very much so. Because you don't see, we don't say you don't see the GTR guys bitching on the internet. So that's true. But I mean, you think about half of them are getting tuned with Acutech anyway. So (laughs) that's, that's very true. Anything like carb legal so like when i first started being you know a tech uh uh anything i did my smog course and all that crap but anything that you think about that is carb legal is going to be the most efficient for that vehicle right mm, and true. it comes down let's, it's like money right money has a part of it for california <laughs> but uh it gets rid of the the chinese turbo setups on on what guys whoa, are whoa, doing whoa, 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 you know whoa, whoa. like we call them wu-tang whirly boys that's their given name don't <laughs> go <laughs> using their government that's name right yeah <laughs> so like at the end of the day yeah you, you can't like uh suppress a, a p code out of a car right and it gets rid of that but if you could make a turbo and intake a a downpipe or anything performance related pass emissions it's going to be best for that car. Yeah, you're not going to get, you know, ungodly horsepower numbers, but at the end of the day it's it's the most efficient, you know, part for that vehicle. You're I think that's make good numbers. Yeah, I think that's a great point and I think that as enthusiasts um it's very easy for us to lose sight of the fact that there is a fuckload of money that goes into factory development. Mhm. If there is a factory, and Jamal can attest to this as a Mustang guy, if there is a factory part that can make you more power, you're probably better off buying that versus any aftermarket part. Oh right. hell yeah, yeah, because right? yeah. it's it's been yeah. it's been developed, heat tested, weather tested. Like I remember getting <clears throat> phone calls at when I worked at Porsche, and guys were like, "Oh, I'm gonna put this intake on this fucking Porsche." I'm like, "The worst idea you could ever fucking possibly do." Do you know how much money Porsche spent in research right. and development in their just fucking Just go get a GT3 system? intake. Just get yeah, a GT3 yeah, like, intake like, and put it on your fuck. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Like, don't put a cold air intake. Don't go in buy something from AM. Like, <laughs> where he's just coming the fuck off this thing and you want to throw a cold air intake? That's in the funniest place? shit to me. So That's many like, air quotes tonight. The, Bro, the funniest like, shit to me is that dudes that'll spend $200,000 on a car and then spend $500 on an intake. <laughs> no. I know. No. I don't know why. <laughs> No. I mean, I guess for sound, but it, like it didn't sound cool. Like the car, the motor just sounded. Your like shit has a Metzger engine in it. Like, leave it alone. It's fucking That's perfectly true. fine the way that it is. Um, the segue here is this was um, obviously a gut check moment for us, but it seems like from talking to you that maybe things are not as bad as we all anticipated them to be, or maybe it seems it's a change in how we have to do things, you know, potentially. But I mean, if we do end up going to CAN bus, you know, base flex field, that's actually better for us i think long term um the more technology we can integrate into tuning we've already seen with modern cars get you better power gains all that kinds of stuff but travis in your opinion as somebody who's been in the industry for a long time been doing this for a long time do you think this is like a shot across the bow and just kind of you know we should be perking everybody's ears up to the fact like you know you may need to be reevaluating how you're going to build a car going forward um do we think that the walls are going to close in on us as a whole, which I think is what a lot of us are concerned about? Like, how do you feel about this situation? What do you think the long-term ramifications of moving in this direction are 
not just for the Subaru community, just but for like the tuning community in general. I mean, of course, when we got the whole news, you know, me, like that's all I do is tune. I'm like, well, well, shit, what, what am I going to do now? You know, right. <clears throat> but then you just take a step back and look and, you know, we, we've we've seen it coming like we knew something was going to happen. Uh, and, you know, and I, we we tried to make a take a big stand with with a lot of people like, hey, please don't delete this. Please don't do this. And, you know, like the biggest thing, you know, a lot of the newer cars, like you, you don't really need to put a down pipe on. You don't really need to do this. You don't need to do, like the J pipe on the WRX is. Yeah. Does it help make some power? It's not huge, huge. I mean, does it add power? Yeah. But it's not like a huge thing. I mean, I, a car with a stock J pipe with the cob, you know, top mount and their red line intake and a boost controller on flex fuel when it was still available. And it made almost 400 horsepower on a stock J pipe. Jesus yeah. Christ. You know? Wow. And, and some of the newer STIs, you know, I, everyone loves to do it. And, and don't get me wrong on the older 08 14s, the little bit of design. And it's probably just because of the design of the, uh, the downpipe from each year, but the new cars, some of them just don't seem like they need a, a, a downpipe. You know, I mean, you can make, car I did today with the cob intake and he had a cat back on it and it 305 and I think it was 333 or something 335 torque that's pretty strong and all it has an intake on it and I mean the, know, and, a, yeah. and a cat back I mean when Granted, you consider you know, well just like I said when you consider the fact different. that I'm I'm running a downpipe and a bigger fuel pump and all this other shit and I picked up six wheel horsepower and 27 wheel torque over that guy you just tuned. That's yeah, not a then, big. That's not a big lift. You know what I mean big, for all that extra thing. work. And then, right. And then, you know, I I, used to, I tell guys that too. You know, I had a guy. I don't remember how long ago it was, but that'd be last year. And, and he put a downpipe on his car. I just wanted one, and we did a pull on the dyno, and it get a little bit more out of it. Yeah, was it the cost? You know, for the cost to the gain, was it there? Not really. Right. You know, on the older cars, yeah, because it's just how it was, but. I mean, I've got guys running the Cobb 20G with the stock downpipe, making good power still. It make more with an aftermarket downpipe. Yeah, is it I think you it, know a possibility to do that right now? No, <laughs> you know. Right. So it's kind of one of those you know risk reward games of which way we're going to go now. Right. And there's right. definitely ways that we're going to be able to make stuff happen. I mean, I like to win. I like to win and make cars <laughs> go fast and have fun. You know? right. Right. Yeah. So. And I like to have customers that are happy with, you know, going out to drive their car. And if there's ways that we can make it work with within the, you know, what we have, then, you know, we're going to figure out a way to make it happen. So right. I just don't think you... that everyone just needs to go sell all their cars and quit the game. I mean, that's just, you know, why are we going to quit? That's not fun. It's short-sighted, <laughs> so... right? But I, just really interesting uh, thing that you said that I want to touch on is you said you like fast cars, but you tune Subarus. So, like, how does that – I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm glad listen, you said it. We're allowed to take the piss out of our right. Like, I think it's really important that when we talk about power, and I, I also want to make it clear that Travis doesn't just tune Subarus, but like, um, power in the Subaru game is different than power in like yeah. any other fucking car hey, community. Because I mean, we're fighting. My wife for has it. the uh, fastest car in in the household right now, so it's okay. But what does she drive? The M3. Yeah, I rest my case. Bone stock. Yes. No. Well, it's 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 no. got some stuff on it. Okay. Yeah, there we go. No, there come we go. on. Hey, I wanted to make. We did a, we did an intercooler on it. We did an intercooler on it. And, and he tuned the it. Hard pipes, and then I tuned it. Yeah. That's all it needs. What I put, put down. Right. 
Uh, it does like on pump gas, so like 430 and like 490 foot pounds of torque. And then there's the E30 tune in it that does like 460 and like 540 foot pounds of torque. Oh my God. Right. All you so have to do is spend another DCT box in it. So oh. it just rows gears and I'm selling the STI. Yeah. It, it'll run everyone over. Here's the thing though. You just got to spend another 30 grand up front to make, to make up for the 20 grand that you put in your car after the fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I love, don't get me wrong. I love the Subaru. I've had many different Subarus, but that car is done. Yeah. Yep. Even put all, mods all, on all, it. All yep. new modern cars, even like maybe like Timmy's car. Timmy's got an S4, right? 2019, and this fool throws an ethanol fucking sensor. And like at it no problems, tune. no bearing like, problems, nothing. nothing. I mean, the only thing that that BMW with the S55 has an issue is the crank hub, which I just put the upgraded crank hub in it. Well, it's like the, well, the some some it, BMW engineer must have been cracked out of his mind. Well, it's BMW. They're always cracked German. out of their fucking mind. Cause they're uh, any, yeah, anything with an M badge on yeah. it is just going to be absolutely Or a Porsche asinine. or a Volkswagen or an Audi. Well, like, they're all a bunch of fucking it? morons. Like the V10 M5s, like the oil pump bolts would just back out. Yeah. And then the oil they, pump They would held just... the crank bolt on, which holds the uh, crank gear to the, uh, you know, the cams. Right. It's held on with a friction, friction disc that has diamond dust on it. <laughs> What kind of drug addict was, that? I was thinking of that that day? <laughs> that's the one what? thing that I will. Yeah, that's the one thing that I will say. And like, people will have the like oh. a, the the BMW versus Mercedes fucking argument into the ground. The one thing that I will say about AMG cars is that AMG cars are high performance vehicles and they have hand built engines and all this shit. But they're repeatable concepts in the way yes. that Mercedes develops them. BMW is like, what? This is the craziest shit we can put on this fucking car. Huh? Yes. Diamond dust. Right. Diamond dust. Oh, so they they right. excelled right. everything on that engine. And then we got to the front where we're going to bolt the crank on the, the hub and everything. We're like, ah, well, we're out of money. We'll just put this shit on there. That'll work. Right. right. I had to lay it on a shelf from some old race car. Fuck it. Throw it on there. Yeah. It's fun. And then when you go to try and buy the parts five years later, it's like, you know. Five grand. Just go and listen. All I'm Take saying it down is, have a, a company that can just put the new crank cups in them, and then you don't have to ever worry about them. And then those yeah. cars will make, you know, depending on what you put on them. There's guys with stock motors, 800, 900 horsepower yeah. all day. Yeah. Well, it's just like the 996 wow. turbos with the IMS bearing issue, right? It's uh, like yeah. uh, 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 turbos didn't have that. Uh, what was the was it the GT3? No, turbos and Mesker motors do not have the problem. It's the standard 996. Standard, right. so so career, whatever, right? But it was like, oh, hey, at around 50,000 miles, this issue will present itself and grenade the engine. But if you handle it up front for six grand, you never have to worry about it, right? Or was it like less add, than that? Add a one in front of the six, 16? Like, it's like 10 grand. Yeah. All I know is that when I was working in Tesla's, Tesla, one of our engineers drove a 996 Tesla's. and he did, he did it in the shop by himself. Yeah. I mean, if you want to yank tranny clutch, Flywheel. He literally just dropped Pulled the entire the... rear subframe out of the car and did it on the ground. You can do that too. It's faster yeah. to drop the transmission, pop the bearing out, press a new bearing in, put it all back together. Good to go. Yeah. I want you, to but you're talking about you're talking about a shop that's designed to work on Porsches. I'm talking about a shop that built jalopies and like shoved True. them off as luxury like <laughs> He had a fucking rack. That's all that's the only difference. Come on. We also had a ten thousand dollar this is a really ridiculous statement to make. We had a ten thousand dollar maybe more steel plate actually it had to be more. It was about a foot and a half thick 
and it was a steel plate and it basically had a grid grooved into it to where you could mount fixtures to it. And we had, there's one guy on the whole world that calibrates these plates, right? To make them perfectly flat. I'm talking within microns. Like that's how flat we're talking. We had to drill anchors into the concrete so you could offset it just so that you can build one frame take points in space with a plotter and then recreate that frame a million times. So I had that. And then also an Arbor press from Harbor freight as my only means of pressing bearings in. So this is the shit we're talking about that I was working in when I was working for Jamal's been in that shop. He remembers it was kind of like, Oh, this hey. looks expensive. And then that looks really fucking cheap. I don't know. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, yeah, it was an interesting situation, but I think the the big takeaway here is that um, this is going to keep happening, right? Like, as the guys with the stupid, old, inefficient engine, we're probably the ones that are going to, you know, the companies that make parts for us are going to have to look at what we do first because, dude, my garage smells like gas every time I start my car. And I love your second. And it doesn't have a carburetor. So... (laughs) There's no legitimate reason for it to smell like that every time I start my car, right? Hey, um, my car reeks like E85 all the time now. Isn't so it great? Th- it's pretty sick. But um, this is going to be a thing that's going to continue to happen. So, like, um, we're all going to have to kind of get used to the idea of, I think at least, um, we're going to have to be really smart about the parts we buy. And yeah. I think that maybe the potential positive out of this. And I don't ever like to put like a financial ceiling on when somebody can or cannot do something. But if you make shit parts, like you're not going to be able to sell your shit anymore. No. Right. Because they're going to make it impossible for anybody to run your shit without getting their car impounded or whatever. And while it's unfortunate for young, you know, whatever your financial status is, you want to mod your car. But long term, it's like, dude, if you're going to be, I think we're going to be backed into a situation of if you want to do it, you have to do it right. You have to do it properly. You have to spend the money for the right parts. It has to be done this way, um, which is better for your car overall. Um, or you're just not going to be able to mod your car. Um, and like, how would that situation affect somebody like yourself, Travis, where your, you know, your bread and butter is basically tuning people's shit to make it work. Like we're saying, we're just going to figure out ways to, to win. I mean, there's <laughs> like, there's, there's still yeah. so much stuff that we can do. Right. Yeah. Uh, right now that I'm not even worried about it. I have, I I have mean, a question for you. I think so it's like... really, really going to come down to, um, in your car, instead of just reading what the internet says, you need to call the shop that you want to work with. And right. game plan. For sure. And that's what I tell everyone. Like everyone that tries to call, like, well, I want to do this and this and this in my car. And I want to, I'm like, okay, well, let's just rewind a little bit. What do you really want to do with your car? Right. You know, what is your goal with the car? What do you what do you plan on doing with it? You plan on just tracking it, you plan on road coursing it, drag racing it, daily what driving canyons? it. Canyons, what are you gonna you do? Right. Canyons, yeah. or are you just going to go to the grocery store? What what do you want to do? You know? And then we kind of we have like a <clears throat> build sheet that i built for you know it's kind of all put together for the guys up at m45 because i've kind of asked all my knowledge as much as i can out of them and i'm like 
build sheet with these guys and kind of figure out what their goals are and write it down and kind of go through here and then let's just build it up from there. I mean, there, a lot of those guys already know, like, here's what it is. I mean, granted, you know, before this happened, like, all right, cool. You want, what do you want? 400 horsepower? Cool. We sell you the Cobb 20G party pack. That's what we literally called it. Right. Cobb 20G party pack. And we had to add a few things depending on what you had you done your car. And then you got an option. Do you want a front mount or do you want a top mount? And then there it is. Has every single thing on it. And then you, you'll make 400 horsepower all day long on ethanol and, you know, mid 300s on, on pump. Right. Now that same package we can still use. We had to revise it some. And it's going to be car dependent, you know, of what we need to change, you know, of different components to make it work. So you could still use almost, I'd say, 90% of the parts that we were using on that package. Granted, there's no more flex fuel. There's not going to be any kind of other little here and there things. And then put it together and tune it. So, I mean, there's the technication for that setup is still going to be there. So do you think that this really yeah. fucks with the high horsepower guys a lot more then? Because, like, if I dropped 15 Gs on an IAG stage 5 block and I'm running E85 and a fat fucking, you know, external wastegate turbo and the whole nine yards and I was using a Cobb tune, it's not going to work anymore, right? No, so, you're not. I mean, and that's where you're going to have to really look outside the box. And, I mean, we have guys that, even though, you know, the EPA says you can't make your car into a, a non street legal car just strictly race car but there's still you know there's options out there for those guys and in the way that we look at it too and we talk to these guys is you know we do our own in-house build for our own blocks we do our own heads and stuff as well and you know we we build that block towards whatever you're going to do and then so you know you got guys that are spending you know 20 30 grand plus on their car because they want all of it you know everything this is just me and what and what my thinking you know granted Cobb was a great solution. It worked for, I'd say, 99% of the stuff that was making big power. Right, right. But there's still a lot of stuff that Cobb came to the table as far as safety on the engine yeah. that, you know, like Motec yeah. can or, or a Link. Yeah. The biggest one, like when we tuned the rally car, uh, we, we tuned that one rally car. It runs Motec. has a sequential box in it for, you know, rally. It had fail safes built in for oil pressure, fuel pressure, you know, all these different fail safes. If it hits any of those, hey, we're shutting the power down, figure out what's going on, let you know, hey, there's something going on on the motor before you just completely tater it and beyond, you know, being repaired. Yeah, makes sense. They're kind of spending that kind of money, you know, to build these big power cars. I mean, yeah, spend, you know, the extra, yeah, granted it sucks, 65 to 8 grand, depending on what you need. Do you get a real ECU in there for, you know, the newer CAN bus cars? And you have all these safety nets to protect your 30-plus grand investment. Yeah, I mean, I think you know? that... So there's, there's your, definitely some stuff there to help you out. I think well, to I mean, your point, should... like, cutting cutting that, like, if you're if you're 30 grand in... Yeah. You're going to really tell me, like, oh, I'm going to pull my punches at the last 6Gs for, like, arguably the most important component of the car on any fuel injected, especially turbocharged multi-fueled able vehicle is the yeah. computer, right? Like how everything runs together. You're not going to want to want to cut that cord. I think that maybe it was just, it was, we were kind of in an interesting spot where we had something like an access port. They had so much flexibility and you could do so much with such an for, for the end user. Um, 
inexpensive platform. I spend 600 bucks, right? I can drop 35 fucking G's on a car, but I can spend 600 bucks and have you tune it to where at least it'll run, right? And I can get yeah. consistent power out of it and all that kinds of shit. Um, it, it was put us in a unique position, but I think that the value the, of the access port, what you got was pretty high, you know? Yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that it's all about the ease, it's the easeability of the access port. I mean, I can, I can buy it. I, I bought a 19 STI. I bought it, the car plugged in the access port for my 15, which already had my 19 information loaded on it from a software update. I did. It was able to load stage one tune into it without doing anything and it yeah. fixed the 4500 rpm fucking drop off that subaru is notorious for like for 600 bucks you know, that shit used to fuck one well, my first sti that shit fucked with me so hard yeah it was such it's a like, weird feeling on a bone stock sti which is but like, like what the fuck? now going forward i mean like yeah there's there's stuff we just can't do anymore and, and unfortunately yeah, it I sucks mean, but like travis is saying 90 95 percent of the shit that he could do before he can still do i mean like, i mean that, i that's, think it's and that's cool i'm i'm honestly like it's interesting to, to hear you travis say things like hey a downpipe doesn't do as much as you think it does or like this doesn't do as much as you think it as a prime example of that well like as an as as a subaru guy we're programmed to like these are the mods that we do because yep. these are what mm -hmm. i know makes power like those, like the stage, the, the stage package, right? The stage one was an intake. We're the only two. guys that stage that hard for yes. the record. <laughs> <laughs> the intake tune and a downpipe, and then nobody you stages had, like super. And then you had an stage, injector. <laughs> you added a fuel pump. Like it's just like like dude, it's in my Daddy. fucking Instagram bio. Go look at it. <laughs> yeah, so but like, like you know I, mean? I remember like, buying my O three, and like that was like, oh, what stage are you? I'm like, uh, I have no idea. I got all of this shit done uh, to it, like. It's four but you know, what's funny, plus, you, you guys like, bring that up, though. You bring up the stage package. You gotta hand it to Cobb, though. It's genius marketing. It's genius marketing. It's like yeah. going to, like, you know, Burger King or McDonald's. I want the number two, number yeah. three, whatever. It's pre-packaged, <laughs> yeah. ready to go. It is. Hey, it's a hey, you know? <laughs> yeah. level no, and, and nobody like, capitalized on that like Cobb did. Nobody yeah. capitalized on that like Cobb did. Because you get a Cobb's three. You don't have to guess on what you're getting. Say, no. I, I got this much money. Dude. I want to make this much power. Okay, you can get one of these. There, was a, three. there you go. There was a very brief moment. And when I say brief, it's in the grand scheme of things. It was probably an 18-month period after Cobb released the titanium exhaust. And they do a full cat-back titanium exhaust where you could spend like $8,300 and have everything you needed minus installation time and tune and all this other shit. For a 400-horsepower car, you just buy it. Oh, it was plus it's sold that package you, all the time. Yeah, well, you had you still had to buy the twenty G, right? But they would sell you basically yeah, that, everything else, and then you need a twenty G installed a tune. And it's four like, horsepower. That was the the exact amount, but car in bone stock with nothing done. Yeah, you know, you needed the exhaust. It was you know we always we we put the whole cob package together because if you added up every single individual piece, like in that flex fuel package, yeah. By the time you got done added up and you, if you bought the package, I, I don't remember. It was like a couple, it was like thousands, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred bucks that you saved if you bought the package. That didn't make any sense. So the sense. way that I looked at it, 
I would tell guys, I was like, look, I can buy you this whole package and put it all together, and it's going to save you, say, 15, 1600 bucks, whatever it was. You're basically getting the Cobb 20G Turbo for free. Right. That's a really good way to put Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's just so, like, it's just like, as long as you're cool. And this is a thing where, like, and you'll hear guys like Matt Farah, who we've talked about on this podcast before he runs the smoking tire podcast he's kind of a douche but he's driven a lot of cars and he has a lot of good insights on vehicles and he will tell you that you can drive a million different tuned stis with all different variants of part manufacturers and they're all within fucking one tenth of each other right for different levels of power so if you're just trying to get the job done it's like yo this works this shit works it'll cost you this much and no, you're not going to be ordering this part from this manufacturer. Or you're not going to be ordering JDM parts. You're not going to do any shit. But it's like, dude, if you have 400 fucking horsepower that I can tune you every day and it'll drive and it'll work reliably, just like go fucking buy this shit and get on with your life, right? Like, But their logo like, sucks. Yeah, but it works. But it, it looks like it it's an old 1940s I, I, milk I, crate. I, I, I know it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's bit. that's really what it is. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really bit. what it is. But I think that the I think the number one thing that I'm taking away from this episode, which I was hoping for, I was very I was cautiously optimistic that bringing somebody like Travis on would would give us some positive insight, um, spin the whole situation in a positive way, because so much of the community Just was joking, real- dude. Just go sell your car, dude. It's over. <laughs> He's, like, it's He's like, I've already sold the shop. I won't even be there tomorrow. It's done. Yeah. It's a wrap, bro. I'm moving to fucking yeah, Cancun. <laughs> move back home. I'll move back to Texas, dude. Right. He's like, I sold the dyno. I bought like 50 kilos of blow, and I'm going to sail it in Colombia tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, nope, not think, anytime soon. No, exactly. No, you will still be able to have uh, Travis's snow performance in Auburn. Uh, tune your car, build your cars, guys. Have fun. At some point, yeah, the walls are probably going to close in and we're going to be fucked. But I, I, I do have a question, real quick, before we end all yeah. this. Shit. Have you been ever approached about an electric car? Is there anything about an electric car that you could actually tune, or like, have you thought about that? Just, just like as Alex said, look, walls are closing in. Have you thought about that next, like, step two? Like electric car. Like yeah, Tesla. we could, we've actually you... we've actually Ooh. talked about it um, at the shop. Um, it's actually I, I'll, I'll let my wife get credit for this. She actually brought it up one day. She's like, "Have you ever thought about looking at electric stuff?" Right. We've actually like... kind of mentioned it, but we're too busy, you know, making twenty year old EJ right now. Right. But you <laughs> right. know, we've actually <laughs> you know, but it's actually you know come to the point like you know we've we've actually have talked about it because I mean with Subaru talking about wanting to release a, a an electric. STI hybrid or, or know, whatever. But, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's even come up to the point where, you know, I was talking with, like I say, our dealer manager and we always, I talk to those guys at Cobb, like, dude, I, I probably talk to guys three or four times a week, you know, the oh, dealer no manager is like a good friend of mine. Like, we, cool. I, I was talking to him, texting him back and forth while he was at Disneyland, you know, he's like, dude, you go to Disneyland all the time. I was like, yeah, dude, you need to go here, here and here and eat this place. This place is great. And you know, it's That's just like, cool. we have a really cool, like close family. You know, and the guy lives not too far where I grew up. So I mean, I, when I usually sometimes I go out there, I try to visit him, and we go out to eat and hang out and stuff. So very cool because um, he lives That's out there cool. near you know the 
you know, Dallas Fort Worth area. So, hey, but I'm in, I'm in the Metroplex, Metroplex, baby. Let's go. I now oh, well, live you're like 100 miles of where I grew up, man. So, where'd you grow up? Um, uh, it's the town called Mineola. It's a little small town. I sell insurance, so I know about all the fucking random middle towns in Texas. So yeah, that's yeah. I know where Mineola is at. That's what's up. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, I brought it up to him. I was like, hey man, so you know, electric cars are going to be kind of the thing. Like, what's cop thinking about doing? Are they going to like try to do something? And he's like, don't know. But he goes, it's funny you mentioned that because it was brought up in a meeting the other day. It talked about is there a way that we can access the ECU in it? Because I mean, it's an ECU based. I mean, something's got to control the motors and the power going to it. So why don't we just crank it up? You know, I mean. Twenty-one gigawatts, dude. Let's go. One point twenty-one yeah. gigawatts. Um, I think the number one thing yeah. that you're gonna see tuners be able to do on electric cars because it's literally a, mat- a matter of like how much current is on board, how fast can I send it to the motor, right? That's really the only breakdown. Um, is you're gonna be doing a fuckload of like burnout tunes, like. Burnout yeah, tunes burnout are, tunes, yeah. are gonna be Support the that. burble tunes of electric cars. Support right? that. Like, like I'm fine with it. Look at the uh the that electric motor that Ford put out, the Craig motor for that. The uh the, the mean, illuminator with an E. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for a whole package deal for what you could get, I mean it's fucking tight, I'm dude. Sure someone's someone's gonna figure out a way to get into that computer and figure out a way to turn it up. Sure. I listen, I'm for Big hacks like the PlayStation's. Dude, uh, I, could you imagine? Could you imagine Bro. if you could take your car to some dude's house and just like slide into his garage, give him a couple hundred bucks, and now you can just like just turn slide your car your up fucking, as fast as you want? Bro, slide no, your it's, Mach it's, it's e all over like, the place. No, fuck that. It's just like the Fast and the Furious where they go in and they fucking like hack like. 500 cars like randomly and all of a sudden there's like a ford focus a 300 chrysler and like a ford truck and like they're chasing vin diesel through fucking new york or Dude, whatever the if fuck there was, was if there's one regret like, that's that i have gonna from, be, bro. if there's one regret that i have from the entire production of this podcast it's the fact that somehow <laughs> the fast and the furious episode is never watchable again <laughs> because that was an amazing episode um, that was one of the best episodes. It was the that best was. thing we've done as a group, and it's just lost in the ether of the in- internet. You fucking had to be there, bro. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. Um, Travis, if you don't know what we're talking about, because you probably don't, we literally took three hours out of our lives and broke down all of the stupidest moments from every single fucking Fast and the Furious episode uh, movie and gave our input, and it was a ton of fun. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. But, yeah, no, I think that uh, I think that this was cool. This gives me a lot of hope. This makes me feel like I still have a car to work on beyond suspension mods, because um, that's kind of like what I thought it was. And I was reserving my judgments and a lot of my comments um, until, because again, we've been you know we've been planning this episode for a little bit, trying to get you on, and obviously you had a lot of shit going on. Um, but I was like, I don't want to fucking say anything publicly or say anything or start talking to people about shit. Um, until I've heard it from somebody who actually has to do the job and tune the car and like has a really in-depth knowledge and somebody um, cause like the guys out here all seem like they're great, but like I've never worked with them. I've haven't had them work on my car. I don't know their rep. Like oh, dude, I do not like, know all those guys. guys that you went and saw, man. I know all those guys. They're cool. Dots and all that. Yeah. They seem super cool. The dude. Who owns... the tune, I know that dude. Yeah. yeah. He's cool. 
The dude who owns Kraken Motorsports, and I've spoke about him on the podcast before, he has, like, this really fucking weird encyclopedic knowledge of JDM car parts. I just heard him have a conversation about oil pressure sensors on and the difference between, like, a mid-90s 300ZX and, like, an S chassis and, like, what you have to be mindful of. And I'm listening. I'm like, why do you know that? Like, off the top of your head, a car that hasn't been actively worked on in 30 years, right? And, like, even you don't actively work on them because you do Subarus and GTRs and shit. I'm like, why do you know that shit right now? And so that was just, like, really took me away as, like, this guy loves fucking cars, right? Because he remembers all this. Well, like, you know really what's crazy is, is, like, that's before, like, the the wave of information of, like, the internet, right? Like, you had to know your shit. And, like, oh, no, yeah, dude it, just knows That information doesn't on. change, though, right? Like, that information's not going to change No, not the when the car's 30 shit. years old. Absolutely exactly. not. Exactly. No. <laughs> like, yeah, this is shit old as fuck. We driving rust buckets out here, cousin. Um, <laughs> um, but, no, I... um. Above all, Travis, I appreciate you taking the time to come and hang out with us and answer these questions. I think that um, hopefully enough people in the Subaru community will get eyes on this podcast and be able to listen to it and understand that the don't go fucking sell your car. You can still mod your car. Things will probably still come to fruition. There's enough of us on the road that even though Subaru is moving away from the engine that we've been running forever and all that good stuff that... um, we're not going to get abandoned by the aftermarket community. There's too many of us. Our vape clouds are too strong to be ignored. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, our vape clouds and fucking empty motors of, with no oil. Oh our, the, yes. the streets yeah. will be oh, littered best. with ringlands for generations to come. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but, thank, you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, but on all that. Like to close out with you on it, but I would yeah. say, I mean, the, the biggest thing that everyone probably need, really needs to just take away from it is, you know, just get with, if you're near us, you can definitely hit us up. We can walk you through different ideas, you know, where you want to, what you want to do from here. If you're just getting into it, 8% of what's on the internet is probably most of it's wrong. Yeah. Um, but you can say it's bullshit. Reach out to your, you reach out to your, uh, your the local shop that you want to deal with, you know, and you call multiple shops, you know, talk to all of them. Um, but you, you go there and just, and then just kind of tell them what you want to do. And then, then they can build a, get you a build plan put together, which way with the new software that we have, or what are the options that they might offer you? And then you can build up from there. So, I mean, yeah. granted, you know, that, you know, made the world seem like Cobb was closing their doors tomorrow. And it's funny cause they're not, they, I mean, they're not dumb. You know, yeah. they, they, they have, they've been around the Subaru game for, you know, a little while. So they kind of know what they're doing. <laughs> So, no, and I think, but, uh, no, again, I mean, it's I just think, some of the yeah. funny stuff you see on the internet. Like, everyone just lost their shit when in reality, I mean, did the bestest way, not the best way I think it could have been done. But from what I've been hearing, they really didn't have an option. Like, they were really trying to be ahead of the game of what they were trying to do. So, it might have been thrown together a little bit. Well, what's crazy the, is still, they still had tunes online that had for catless downpipes because I've looked like a month ago for my 15 that I used to have. And the catless downpipe tune was still on their website. I'm, I don't think there's a perfect way to execute this kind of change. I don't, I think that I as, like, I think that, and this is not to play devil's advocate because I was frustrated at all this news as well. But I don't think that when you are, as we've kind of discussed, like the bedrock of the tuning community for a 
a, a specific platform um and you're making such a monumental shift in the way that you approach your business there's no clean way to do it sure right like and at some point it's like how much time do we spend figuring out how to do it or do we just fucking rip the band-aid off and try to support as much as we can after the fact and you know be communicative pardon me um to the best of our ability and and still support that community and show that we're trying to support them um and i think that that's maybe the biggest takeaway is that like we're not being abandoned by these companies it's just yeah of course they didn't know but um we're not being abandoned it's just you know times have changed and we're in a very interesting position as we've spoken about that we run a really interesting platform with a very old drivetrain and a very old powertrain and it's just like a really weird fucking spot to be in right like we all knew we drove a dinosaur and we joked about it for generations and and (laughs) never really thought that the wall like anything was going to come of it and it's like hey guess what you drive an old piece of shit like you know it's 2022 yeah and that's you're right i mean it's an old car well, I don't say old car, but the the platform and stuff. You know, the engine yeah. is definitely not the newest thing. I've done some iterations to it, but it's nothing special. You know, right? Yeah. So, unfortunately, and, and, yeah. I mean, you're just gonna have to make your car more compliant, if you should say it that way. In reality, like we're talking though, I mean, a lot of the compliancy things that need to be back on the car aren't robbing you of a million horsepower. So it's no, not a big and thing. I th- and I think you know, like if we want to be maybe naively optimistic, maybe this is better for us as a, as a community. Maybe you will see because of the fact that I think that there's been a tried and true formula on this platform for so long that will lead to a certain amount of laziness in parts development, right? There's no real need to push the envelope or try anything new or innovate on anything. And I think that the one ancillary benefit that we may see is that maybe people try a little harder when it comes to our old platform. Maybe they don't, maybe it doesn't happen. And maybe, you know, we just wait to see what Cobb's next move is, but maybe somebody comes out and says, Hey, we've actually found out that you can do X, Y, Z, um, increase your power gains, have a more efficient motor. And we've kind of figured out a way, a package to put this together to make it work for you guys. So that's the only, you know, best case (laughs) possible scenario. Um, Paul's laughing. That's great. Sure. I you find that funny. <laughs> trying to be positive Something over here. About like some undercover company who's been secretly working on super. No, it's not even. It's not about undercover. It's not about undercover companies. It's just about like if you are waiting for perform, this exact moment. If you well, no, if you if you have a performance company and you have enough R and D development, you have enough reach where you can make a move. There's a built-in foundation in this community that you can tap into, right? And as of right this second, for everybody who wasn't fortunate enough to have this conversation with somebody like Travis that we've had, it feels like you have no options. And you can see it on the internet. People are like, I'm fucking selling my car. Fuck Cobb. Fuck all this. I had a dude stop me at the gym last week, dog, because I have a Cobb sticker on my car. No, he was like, yo, Cobb's fucking up, dude. And I was like, I was like, it seems like it, but I'm talking to a guy a couple weeks and whatever. Um, but like, that's, there's a lot of that. Tell him to watch the podcast. 
<laughs> he drives it. No, nah, he drives a Ford. I feel like we got enough of those guys around here anyway. You're fucking, <laughs> up, You're fucking up hard. You're fucking up hard. Anyway, um, I don't want to keep Travis too long. He's obviously going to have a lot of words tomorrow. Thank you so much, sir, for coming on. Thank you for Thank you. Um, taking the time to answer all these questions and really get in depth. If you have a Subaru and you are looking for a performance tuning option, please look up Snail Performance. In Thank Auburn, California. Tune, by the way. Yeah, Thank I, you my car my also tune. runs flawlessly, Ooh. and I've driven it in two states and across the country and all types of other shit, and the cars perform great. Uh, so cannot vouch for Travis's work enough. Um, go check them out. Like and subscribe to us. Like and subscribe to them. Uh, the world's not ending, but it is going to be different. We do appreciate everybody who was new that was hanging out in chat. There was a lot of new users, and yeah. obviously um, this was an issue, I think, that a lot of the guys in the community want to talk about. So hopefully this gets gets out there enough to where people can listen to this and understand that, like, hey, you can still build your car, man. You can still do something cool. You can still have a good time. Uh, as always, please be safe. Drive safe. Don't do anything great. Don't perform in sideshows because your mothers will disown you. And until the next time. Yeah, no more takeovers. No more takeovers. No more sideshows. We don't do this. It's 2022. We're better than that. We're out of quarantine. Yes, You're not cooped so up. There's no excuse so to be a dickhead anymore. All yeah. right. Yes. Anyway. You guys take care, drive safe. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace out.